Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the long tradition of blaming games for society's decline. And we'll answer a listener question about what makes the wind. You'll also learn about why history is so complicated from historian Justin Jample. Let's satisfy some curiosity. If you've ever listened to our podcast, then you know I'm a gamer. And like all gamers, I would say it's pretty annoying when people blame video games for all of society's problems, like violence and addiction. Well, imagine my surprise when I learned that this is nothing new. And I don't just mean this has been a thing for my whole life, which it has been. I mean that blaming games for social or moral decline has been popular for millennia. Seriously. And this blaming game, ironically, actually serves another purpose entirely. It is used as a political tool to manipulate public sentiment. No, really, I have proof. As far back as the 5th century BC, the Buddha was reported as saying that, quote, some recluses, while living on food provided by the faithful, continue addicted to games and recreations, unquote. A reference that historians say was referring to chess specifically. Meanwhile, in ancient Greek and Roman culture, dice games were outlawed during the rise of Christianity for promoting immoral tendencies. Later, even sports came under fire. The Book of Sports was a 17th century compendium of declarations of King James I of England, and it outlined which sports and leisure activities were appropriate to engage in after Sunday religious services. Puritans didn't like the idea of play on Sundays any more than they approved of how much people enjoyed it. And eventually, the book was burned. Fast forward to the middle part of the 20th century, and just five years after the invention of the first coin-operated pinball machines in 1931, they were banned in Washington, D.C. The mayor of New York at the time argued that pinball machines were from the devil and brought moral corruption to young people. Pinball machines! His complaints sound very similar to modern-day concerns that video games contribute to unemployment at a time when millennials are one of the most underemployed generations. It seems clear that over the years, play has been caught in society-wide discussions that really had nothing to do with gaming and everything to do with keeping or creating an established moral order. And I know that the takeaway for me is that I am going to continue playing Final Fantasy XIV ad nauseum and not worry about losing my moral high ground. Good. Because if there's one thing I am going to keep, it's my moral high ground. (laughs) (laughs) We got a listener question from Peter, who asks, what makes the wind? Seems like there needs to be a big fan somewhere, right? Also, is the breeze I'm feeling now the same breeze felt by people north of me? You've come to the right place, Peter. Put simply, pressure makes wind. Wind comes from air flowing from an area of high pressure to an area of low pressure. To illustrate, think about a crowd of bodies crammed shoulder to shoulder at a concert. Say there are a few groups of people, some of whom are big and strong, representing areas of high pressure, and some who are small and weak, representing areas of low pressure. When two strong groups are next to each other, they can push against each other and nothing really happens. But when a strong group pushes against a weak group, everybody tumbles over. That's pretty much how wind happens. Okay, but what is wind made of, and how does it get to be high or low pressure? Well, instead of concert goers, wind is made of molecules. About 78% of those molecules are nitrogen, and 21% are oxygen. And then you get trace amounts of other stuff like carbon dioxide and water vapor. You've heard that warm air rises, right? 
Well, rising air exerts less pressure on the surface of the planet, so warm air is low pressure. Cooler air exerts more pressure, so it's what creates a high-pressure area. Areas of high pressure naturally rush into areas of low pressure to balance out those opposing forces. And that rushing of air molecules as they battle it out is what creates the wind you feel. As for whether you feel the same breeze as people at other places on Earth? Well, that comes down to global weather patterns, which are pretty complicated. It's not as simple as saying that you feel the same breeze as someone north of you. But if you and another person happen to be located in the same high or low pressure system, you'll definitely be feeling the same wind. In fact, there's a live wind map online created by engineer Cameron Beccario that you can use to see exactly where your wind is coming from at earth.nullschool.net. We'll include a link to that in the show notes. Thanks for your question, Peter. If you have a question, send it in to podcast at curiosity.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Purple Mattress. Better sleep, better you. I know that when I haven't been sleeping very well, I get a lot of aches and pains. And if you're like me, struggling to get a good night's sleep, then you've got to try a Purple Mattress. The Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses a brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. So it feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. It's not like the memory foam you're probably used to. And the Purple Mattress keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. When you order, you'll get a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's also backed by a 10-year warranty with free shipping and returns. You're going to love Purple. And right now, Curiosity Daily listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's on top of all the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text CURIOUS to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text CURIOUS to 84888. That's C-U-R-I-O-U-S to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. History isn't just the story of what happened in the past. In fact, it changes along with our present. And that's according to our guest today, historian Justin Jampol. He's the host of Travel Channel's brand new series, Lost Secrets, where Justin journeys around the world unearthing objects and revealing new truths about our history. Every episode of the show asks a new provocative question that takes a historical narrative to task, or at least challenges it. And here's Justin on why that's important. So much of what we think is the norm or what we think is outside the norm has more to do with how we understand the world today than, quote unquote, what happened in the past. And, and a really good example of that is 20 years ago, uh, it was all about Columbus, right? Discovering North America. We now know there was a Viking settlement in Lanza Meadows in Newfoundland. That's, you know, now fact. And, and now people have come around. If you, if you talked about that 20 years ago, when I was a student still, people think, oh man, that's great. That's really fringe kind of conspiracy thinking. But now it's legitimized with archaeology. And now we understand the world in a very different kind of way. So our understanding of the past has a lot to do with what we know in the present. And Justin demonstrates this in the premiere episode of Lost Secrets, which you're about to get the inside scoop on. Here's a sneak peek at what the episode is all about. Were the Nazis trying to harness supernatural forces to win World War II? Rumors that the Nazis believed in the occult have been around for decades. But now, a new discovery exposes the shocking reality. I mean, we're the only ones to be seeing this stuff. Yeah. 
Yes, Justin travels to Germany to investigate whether an obsession with the occult may have played a role in the downfall of the Third Reich. That might sound far-fetched, but 20 years ago, so did the idea of Vikings being in North America. We asked Justin about his journey to Germany, and here's what he told us. One of the things that, that as a historian, I'm always trying to understand why people do the things they do. And ultimately, you know, history is complicated because people are complicated and they're filled with, you know, strange and usual contradictions. And I think in the Third Reich that that was like at its apex. And, you know, things things are the result of things that come before. And I know that sounds like a really obvious thing to say, but I think it sometimes gets lost in the midst. I mean, even as a historian, I'm like, we tend to bookend things, right? Like this period starts there at 33 and ends in 45, and that's the Third Reich. But a lot of that occult ideology comes out of this so-called folkish tradition, which the Germans were really into for about the previous 100 years. And therefore, it's like in the long and the broad view it's like these things seem crazy when you first talk about them, but they're firmly rooted in, in kind of older German traditions. They were really into weird what they call, again, the folkish tradition, which was like kind of, you know, a kind of pseudo pagan ideology that was all about like blood and soil and, and what it meant to be, you know, pure German. And so that Aryan idea was not even a Nazi idea that comes from from this focused tradition that really emerged during um, the 1800s. Later this season, Justin uncovers new insights into the space race, Viking women, and espionage during the Civil War. So check it out. The six-part series Lost Secrets premieres this Sunday, November 10th at 11 p.m. Eastern, only on the Travel Channel. Before we wrap up, we want to thank you one more time this week for helping Curiosity Daily become a finalist for the Best Technology and Science podcast in the 2019 Discover Pods Awards. Yes, your nomination helped us get there. And now your vote can help us win. Yeah, if you've got a couple minutes this weekend, it would be awesome if you could vote for us. Just visit awards.discoverpods.com and you'll find us in the category of Best Technology and Science podcast. Voting is open through November 18th, so there's not a ton of time. Again, that's awards.discoverpods.com. We'll also put a link in today's show notes. And thank you so much. Okay, so what got us excited about today's episode? Today we learned that as far back as the Buddha, people have been complaining about society's downfall and blaming games. Yeah, maybe society should, I don't know, focus on real problems? <laughs> Sorry, that's a little biased. Yes, you definitely have a, a pro-game agenda here. Cody. Look, my level 30 paladin in Final Fantasy 14 is not going to level itself up, okay? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was cool to learn that wind comes from pressure differences. Yeah, like when the meteorologist talks, he's actually saying like real words about high pressure <laughs> systems and stuff. Like that's all real. <laughs> Who knew? And I like learning that history is complicated because people are complicated. I thought Justin said that really well. And that you can't neatly divide history into eras because everything really is the result of everything that came before it. History is harder than meets the eye. Yeah, for sure. But also so much more fun. 
Today's first story was written by Lindsay Grace for The Conversation and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity.com. Script writing was by Sonia Hodgen and Ashley Hamer. This podcast was also scripted and produced and edited by Cody Goff. Have a great weekend and join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.